When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've talked to Bidzy, but he's decided to join us this morning. Obviously, uh, got plenty still to do of the nights. How are you going, Bidzy? Good morning. Kempy, how you doing, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm good. Hey, thanks for getting up so early and joining us on oh, Izzy and Kempy for breakfast, mate. How's, uh, how's the season for you so far? You guys, uh, I guess, lost Kalen. Um, how's he travelling? Yeah, he's he's back from uh, his trip over to, to Canada, so he, it was a really fruitful trip, trip for him and the club and uh, just working out his comeback date. And I'm sure the media got a hold of that yesterday and then, you know, looking at round eight against the Cowboys. But, um, you know, he's got a, a bit of confidence training, I guess you could call that, and a little bit of technique stuff to, to get through and just to get some fitness in those legs is, because he's had a bit of a stop start. Um, pretty much since Christmas, he had his calf and then hasn't been able to have a real lot of training uh, as a 5'8 and more defensively as well. So just getting a big block of training into him and getting back as soon as possible. But Tyson Gamble's been doing a really good job, but he's out as well from with the concussion this week. Um, so we're, you know, our halves, you know, we've got Adam Clune, he's got a broken hand. Um, so we're, we're still scratching around a little bit at the moment. At least Kurt Mann comes back into the team and he might play somewhere in around the halves as well. You get you get some yeah you get some players back and some out. Hey, Bids, you got to be happy with the way that you're going. I said earlier in this week it looks like with Kalen stepping out and having to go and um, sort himself out up in Canada with that concussion that a lot of the other players inside the side have stepped up with him not being there. Is that how you've seen it? Yeah, it's, it was always going to take time. You got a new half back in Jackson Hastings is exactly what the club needed. Um, you got Lockie Miller who's but without doubt, been an amazing uh, addition to our team. Um, so they haven't played together before. And then throwing Kalen, hadn't played with Jackson before. And you've got Jaden Braley himself has had a, a bit of a stop start last couple of years as well. So once they can get together and start playing a little bit of footy and understanding how each other play, and it's going to be an improving performance. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, I think Lockie Miller and, and Jackson Hastings, what they've brought to the team. And he um, has a lot of carries, uh, Lockie at the back. and um, you know, that's been a big addition to our team and I think everyone's getting a lot of confidence out of that and then you've got your two big um, outside backs, your wingers and, and Donnie Young and, and Greg Marshall have done a really good job as well. So, yeah, it's plenty to like about the team and there's plenty to like about your team over there too, Camping. It's, um, they've been a pleasure to watch, loving the grit they're displaying. It's, it's, they're a good, fun team to watch. Yeah, what's what's the weather like this weekend over there, Bidzy? Is it, uh, is it we're going to get that easterly coming where you can't breathe or is the wind coming? What's the weather forecast? <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit patchy, mate. It's a little bit patchy, but um, I should be okay on, on, a, on a six o'clock on a Sunday night, and um, uh, we get a big crowd there. I reckon. I'm sure everyone's really excited for this game. Yeah, there's a little bit of um, bit of hype around it, and just how both teams are going. Both teams are going really well, so um, you know everyone will get to enjoy their their Easter Sunday, and then roll on into the footy for a. Um, we've got three grades there, and the good old days, Kempy. Good old days where we used to have three grades there. Mm. And, Good there at, um, Jones. Hey, Danny, it's Louis here. It's awesome to have you on our show on a good Friday, mate. We really appreciate it. You, you mentioned that the grit the Warriors are showing. What have you noticed 
since you played them uh, round one, what have you seen the progression like? And obviously they're a, a relatively new team with a new coach and some um, different players coming in. How have you seen their cohesion improve and what scares you thinking about Sunday? Yeah, Louis, how are you, mate? Um, I think what what you've seen with the Warriors, everyone knows their role. That That's a real obvious thing for me. And um, it's very it's very efficient the way they move the ball and it's all for a purpose. I think there's, you know, everyone knows where they have to be. Um, a well-coached, well-drilled team. And, and as you've seen from game one to, to now, um, yeah, it just looks like a, a well-oiled machine already in you know, five games. So they've done a really good job there, all their coaching staff and the players have bought in and, and you get a couple of guys that can step outside of their structure in, in Sean and and, um, and Wade Egan. I think Wade's done some, some really good things and stuff that you probably, you know, there's a lot, I guess, a lot of structure within the team, but those two can jump outside of that and really um, put their own sort of, their own sort of uh, polish on the game. So I think uh, they've got a lot of good things there. I'm sure the Warriors are really happy with their team, and a little bit like our fans, to be honest. You've seen your, your team displaying some fighting characteristics and some real grit, and I think that's both both sets of fans, um, the Warriors and, and the Knights, love seeing that out of their teams. Yeah, very very similar, Bedsy, with the, with the fan base, and uh, we only know too well what the Newcastle fans are like when they come out and you start winning. Mate, it must have been a good week for you last week, Manly, Newcastle, the local derby. Uh, the first game that was ever played at uh, Marathon Stadium back then, uh, and you have the Johns boys all come back. You have one on each side, and of course Trish and Maddie standing there. It must have been a special day for the club. Yeah, that was amazing, wasn't it? Really cool, and um, makes both of us feel a bit old. I reckon Kempy seen the, the two Cooper <laughs> and Jack playing there, and and Jack's playing some really good footy. He's had a, a, um, a big period of training. He hasn't missed many many uh, sessions at all from minute one of uh, pre-season and it's really showing in his game so you know he's a big boy Jack and a lot different to Matty and, and Joey and then and then you've got Cooper who's playing some really good polished footy as well so yeah it was one of those moments I think all all footy fans let alone the Johnses and, and Gail and Gary which is Matty and, um, Matty and Joey's dad that, that mum and dad they would have been so proud as well just sitting there and you think about all the games they've gone around all the years of watching them play footy and then they get to play against each other for the first time that's pretty cool so Mudgee was great for uh, both teams. It's a, it's a really good, it's a really good town. I, I was with a group of blokes, Kempy, that rode out there on the pushy. So we, we raised some money for the Mark Hughes Foundation and culminated with a, a big game of footy at the uh, on the Sunday Sunday Arvo. So um, it was really good to be part of that, and it was a really good weekend. Hey, from your vantage point, um, working so closely and being so entrenched in the NRL for a long period of time, Danny, we've seen the Dolphins come through and. The competition, I think, has really well, uh, really kind of um, been enhanced by having a, another team in, and, and they've shown that they have been able to handle the step up. There's a lot more chat around expansion again. Do you think the depth is there in first grade, and do you think the systems are in place for the competition to cope to go to another franchise or another another license to be given out? Or would it be detrimental, or do you think that that's just it's going to happen and it, and it will cope with that next class rise? Yeah, I think that the obvious one is to say no, but I reckon that there is an opportunity for sure. But the biggest thing for me, if we were to expand, is to make sure the governance is right and have the, the, the junior base. You know, I think that's the biggest bonus and the confidence that gives any NRL fan is knowing that Redcliffe is probably one of the most wealthiest clubs and they've, they've got an amazing ability to, to bring uh, with their junior base. They've got so many kids playing up there. So within time, they're going to have a huge future within the game. But... I think just to go and just drop a team in somewhere would be detrimental without having a, a real big base and a real good junior system in, in that area. 
I think that's what we've really got to work on first before we go dropping in the NRL team. And then we can start to put the cream on the top, I guess, with the elite talent and the marquee players um, because if you could feel those around. But, yeah, that, that streamline of junior base and the governance of that club or that expansion team is the most important thing for me. And, and there's no better than Newcastle. You remember, um, Bedsy, when we came and you know, a lot of us Kiwis came over there and... And, and did all the hard yards early on because we knew that Newcastle and the surrounding Newcastle areas such as Taree and, and the likes had all the good footballers and of, of course it grew, yeah. didn't it? It grew over years to, to, to people wanting to wear the, the red and blue. Um, mate, just on that too, because you're talking about the old boys, how much, how much impact has, it, has the old boys had over the, you know, those 30 years uh, at the club because it's such a big part of the culture there, isn't it? It is, it is spot on, Campy. Like we've had, I think when you go back to 88 and those years, we had so many guys in development that were just, like they just put things into the schools as well. So by the time you you sort of left school and you felt like you were on the on the path of being a Knights player, you, you knew all the calls. And that was one thing they were very open about, right, this is how we're going to play. This is how you're going to be coached. This is what you want to do. And, and Alan Bell and... Uh, he's the guy that still has got so much DNA within our club. Um, but the old boys... Headed by Steve Crow, um, we feel like we're we're the uh, one of the strongest old boys in the in the in the uh, competition, just based on the fact that um, we're always there for our team, and no matter what, it's been a pretty hard time. But you never see a, a nice old boy come out and have their say in an, other than a, a constructive way, and they're always in around the club. Um, you know, I, I get to see eight of them every day. We we train together um, from Chief, uh, the Giddley boys, uh, Mark Hughes. We have a little training group. We connect, and straight away we're always connected with them. They always want to know what's going on within the club. And so having that open line of communication with the old boys and um, for making them feel a part of it again and being there for everyone that's still playing as a current day player is really important for the growth of any club. But um, you know, for our club especially, it's uh, we lean on the old boys a lot. Well, I hope Chief isn't singing too much, mate. He's been working on that voice since the last time I was there. Um, <laughs> hey, he's old music, mate. He's got that old music, that's for sure. He, he loves it. He loves it. Hey, Betsy, thanks a lot for for joining us this morning. Uh, all the best on the weekend. It's got to be a cracker of a game. We can't wait to tune in. We're calling it here on SENZ, me and Sammy Hewitt. Um, hopefully the weather plays its part too, but uh, thanks for joining us, Danny. We'll talk to you soon. No worries. And I think one just all the Warriors fans for what they've had to go through the last few years and I'm so excited to think that they've got a team that they really want to get behind so go uh, go the Warriors and go the Knights eh? Yeah, here, here. That's Danny Baderis joining us from Newcastle. Um, thanks, Bedsy. That's uh, a great chat, great player. Played plenty of times for everyone. Lifted the New South Wales Origin Shield as a captain. Obviously, kangaroo captain, mortal um, in Newcastle, but also in the NRL Hall of Fame. Danny Baderis, one of the best number nines to run around in our game, uh, alongside Andrew Johns, who went through that massive run of final series. I think it was late 90s through the early 2000s. So uh, good to catch up with Danny. That's uh, uh, Easter Friday special, having Bedsy come on and chat. Love it. He is a legend. Grew up watching him, grew up um, absolutely admiring that era of him and, of course, um, Joey and those boys. I tell you what, Kempe, just from having the kind of exposure we've had on the last year since you've been involved with the show, that generation of Newcastle Knight, they are the best guys. And it's probably a culmination, I would guess, of where they grew up, being out of the kind of that um, city environment of being up in Newcastle, but also just the way that they went about their business and the way they played their football, kind of carefree, really good people, real culture first, um, people first, 
football second and then watch the results flow and you could just hear it and the sincerity in Danny's voice there where he thanks the Warriors and good luck. It's it's the common theme when you've introduced these guys to the show. I just, I love it. It's, no, no wonder you had such good time and you have such a good grounding and such a, you had such good experiences up there hanging around with men like that because they just seem like ripping blokes. They are and I thought I was going to live there for the rest of my life, you know what I mean? It was a beautiful spot right on the Right on the coast there, Mary, where, the, where Mark Richards, the, the surfer, lives. Um, just a fantastic spot on the east coast of Australia. And you're dead right about the people. Like, Bedsy put it in, into perspective. Like, if you've got an NRL license coming in, it's all about your juniors. Now, we were reserve graders coming into first grade. We did it tough the first first year. Um, second year, went through the finals, you know, and, and therefore for another two to three years. But we... We basically were building a club and part of building that club to what it is today. Uh, and Bedsy's hit, hit the nail on the head. Like, the old boys are still get together, you know what I mean? And they they are decent men, you know. I remember, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, Paul Harrigan was a winger. All right? What? <laughs> Paul Harrigan was a winger, all right? So in the old days, you have three grades. So you had first grade, reserve grade, under-21s. And in the under-21s, Chief was a winger, Yeah. So he's coming, he's from Lakes out at, the, out at one of the, the um, towns just out of Newcastle heading back down to Sydney. And he came into first grade midway through the second year. And I remember him coming, he went from wing to back row and they picked him in the front row because he just ran straight. I remember, and I'll never forget, I could still f- smell it and see the exact part of the field where I walked up to him because me and him were the same age. Um, we're the two youngest blokes in the team. And I said to him, man, up in this grade, because it was, they they could hit back then, you know what I mean? And I said, yeah. <laughs> wallop. <laughs> I said, man, up in this grade, it's not 21s. You have to develop a step. And he, he just blank looked at me, mate. He gave me this blank look. And the very first carry, he went 100 miles an hour straight ahead. And that was Paul Harrigan for the rest of his career. He just didn't take. He, he he got rid of the step, mate, and just ran it straight. So um, they're all good. They're all good blokes. So it's such such fun up there with those those fellows. And when I spoke to Bedsy yesterday, mate, he couldn't wait to come on and talk to us. Um, and a nice touch at the end too about yeah, you know, saying yeah. saying the thanks of what the Warriors have done. Like you know, I think Bedsy and a lot of other players that have seen what the Warriors went through in the last couple of years, they know how important it was for the Warriors to stay in the competition and what they'll see this weekend, I'll tell you now, is a very, very resilient Warriors side. I'm looking forward to calling the game. It, it just gives you a perspective about, yes, we saw so many open thanks and yeah, Andrew Abdo and, and whoever did the lip service thing and um, I remember Cam Smith going into the locker room and kind of that was on the, the, the TVs and yeah, we had so many people openly saying thanks to the Warriors, thanks to the Warriors. But there's a genuineness from guys like Danny Baderas who don't have to go out of their way, that are plugged into the game, Kempi, that are legends of the game, that are still connected to their clubs and connected to the NRL, that are still thinking about what the Warriors did. There's a genuineness. It's not like lip service. It wasn't like a one-time, oh, thanks, you know, like a, a passing remark. It's like, no, no, no. We are so grateful and we are so happy now to see you getting back. And what you said earlier in the week about the Breakers and the Warriors this is our time. This is the, the the Warriors' time. They did the hard graft. They deserve this. They deserve to have some good fortune. And hearing people like Danny Baderas offer that up, I'm sure that means the world to people like Cam George 
um, Stacey, Torhu, the guys that lived through that whole experience, I'm sure that really means a lot. And it's so cool to hear that without being prompted just to come out. I really, I think that's really important. And it shows that kind of camaraderie and kinship in the NRL is as strong as ever. Yeah, nah, nice, tu- nice, nice touch from Danny. Um, yep, they struggling in the halves, obviously, I picked up out of that conversation, uh, which is a big, big loss for them, not being able to, to support uh, young Hastings in the halves there. But, you know, they'll, they'll still, look, they've got, a, they've got a very good back five, you know, best, um, the, the young fullback that he talked about that ran for 272 metres last week is an outstanding pickup for them. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that's where the game's won this weekend in the back five. I think whoever gets the best um, start to their sets, because I've got a big forward back, Newcastle, and the, and the Warriors, of course, can dominate the middle. If they can get a good start, I think it goes a long way to winning the game. So um, nice catch-up, that one, with Danny Baderas. If you've missed that uh, that chat, go to SENZ app and download uh, Izzy and Kempi for Breakfast podcast and uh, catch up with Danny. He's a, he's, a, he's a legend of the game.